This realm is your realm This realm is my realm From dragon's den to The elven kingdom From the moot of many To the giant snail city This realm was made by you and me Welcome back to Starscar, if that's what we're going with. This is This Realm is Your Realm. It's a podcast where together we build a fantasy world one episode at a time. On this podcast, every episode, we, the two of us, and sometimes a guest, have an hour to flesh out a new aspect of this fantasy world we're building, whether that's a new location or a culture or a piece of history that exists in this setting. With me today is Benjamin, an elf from space. And with me today is Adrian, a guy just trying to make it in New York City. So what are we doing today, Ben? What What's on the agenda for today's world building session? Oh, well, let me tell you. First of all, should we mention that we're sick and tired? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that will be obvious. <laughs> all right, fair no enough. explanation needed. I do have a lozenge in my mouth that probably won't obstruct how I speak, but that's fine. Um, it's and that a second was episode. our segment, What's in Benjamin's Mouth? <laughs> <laughs> it might surprise you from time to time. <laughs> anyway, it's our second episode. Today we're going to be talking about political intrigue for our world of Starscar. That includes ideas for systems of government, ways for those governments to war or get along, and some of the key players in the fantasy land of Starscar. If that's what we're, if we're sticking with Starscar, it's been gnawing at me all week. Last, so last episode, we named our world and mm-hmm. we came up with a little elevator pitch from it. Um, do you want to remind us of that, Ben? Uh, certainly. So, well, hold on one moment. Let me find my note. I've got it here. I could just do it. <laughs> no, let me no, do it. No, I mean, it seems like you're really unprepared. So no, 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 no. Let me do it. <laughs> I just need to find the page. Starscar, and apparently we're coming back to that, but is a world of political intrigue and sky sailors where magic falls from the sky and new powers rise from the embers of the old world. Essentially establishing that this is a post-apocalyptic world uh, where magic has come into existence through uh, interstellar activity not starring Matthew McConaughey. Uh, <laughs> and we uh, spent a lot of time on the name. Yeah, so we came to Starscar. I was happy with it at the time that we'd come up with a name. I've not fully accepted it. I am still in the other stages of I'm, I've moved past denial, but maybe I'm in bargaining now <laughs> because I am. I, and I wish that I had come up with a whole list. I was like, this could maybe be a fun thing if every episode I have another name to pitch you and, if, and every time you don't like it more than Starscar. So the one for today is Starveld. Starveld? Are we spelling that like V-E-L-D-T? I was thinking V-E-L-D, which is another spelling of the same word. Starveld, I do like the sound of it better than Starscar. That's why I'm pitching it to you today. So, to, <laughs> ah, this could be like Dragon's Den. Like, um, hello, dragons today. For your, <laughs> What do they say on that show? Um, they just growl a lot and throw money at things. <laughs> um, in our world, joke. yeah, the dragon's den. Yeah, they would just, they don't, wouldn't accept any business proposals because they're, they just, we established they're dumb. They're just big, dumb monsters. They okay, just but what are your... What are your thoughts? I'm ask. I'm asking for a hundred thousand dollars for Starveld. Here, you're asking for a hundred. I was going with the Dragon's Den thing again. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, over. that wasn't immediately clear. I thought you were asking for real money. Um, <laughs> I'm not not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, I don't suppose you've read 
the story the veld i think it's by ray bradbury by ray bradbury yeah well i saw that connection and i was like i like ray bradbury have not read the story is there something is there something wrong with the veld by ray bradbury um there's nothing wrong with it it's a perfectly fine story however i read it at far too young an age and there is people do get eaten by lions in it that sounds sick i don't know why you wouldn't want like it was it's sick but i was a highly impressionable youth and it did have a a lasting psychological impression on me are you scared of lions i'm not scared of lions i am allergic to cats so like maybe it caused i'm not saying it caused that i'm not saying psychosomatic and you could be allergic to cats because you read a story about someone being eaten by lions i'll be real with you i'm not a scientist and so i can't confirm or deny that but uh, it did. It did emotionally traumatize me, and I am still scarred to this day. Oh, okay. So you're you're saying you don't like it because of the association with your trauma? I'm thinking almost I like it more because of the association with trauma. Interesting. <laughs> My other concern is that maybe it sounds too sci-fi because Veld, because of Ray Bradbury, I think is associated with sci-fi. Is that even a sci-fi story? It is a sci-fi story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that was sort of his his oeuvre. Oh. But yeah, do you think it's is Star Veld? To sci-fi. I mean, if this is going to be a, a continuing segment wherein you bring me new names and I confirm, you or kind deny of have them, to say no. That's right. Well, no, that's not true at all. I will say yes to this, but then next week, if you come up with a better one, okay, sure. <laughs> well, I no, no, actually, I'm not even 100 percent sure I like it more than Star Scar, and I've I think we've, well, we've talked through it, and I'm I'm convincing myself out of it. If back to Dragon's Den, I, I I'm going to walk away. That's what they say on that show. I'm going to walk away with Starveld. You're going to walk away? Yeah. So let's stick with Star Scar for now. And maybe next week I'll have something better. All right. I was into it, but I guess you can do better. So. <laughs> All right. Well, moving along, <laughs> should we set yeah. our timer and get into this? Certainly. Into this ish? So, yeah, kind of the reason why we're talking about politics is because of its role in our sort of central premise for the world. Um, but I think we might also go into the post-apocalyptic nature a little bit and the new powers that are rising from the ashes, because mm. I think that probably will be pretty central to the politics of, of the region. Um, sure. But yeah, so you got your, you have your timer ready? I have it ready to go. Duck's uh, alarm? Duck, the duck is on. Okay, the duck is on. I, I'm writing that down too, because I want that to be what we say. Thank you, uh, Apple, for <laughs> your use of the duck sound. <laughs> oh yeah, I, that's gotta be public domain, right? Well, ducks, yeah. <laughs> just not, I mean that specific duck sound, not just the concept of ducks but well it depends on what duck made it depends if apple's resident ducks made the yeah. sound their voiceover artist okay uh <laughs> let's start the time ready the duck Set. is on all right so for political intrigue let me draw up my notes here i have my secrets yes uh, i have I was... a few secrets of my own but you yeah. go first you hit me with your first one. First thing i want to discuss is is there peace in this world are we in a time of peace or are we in a time of war i think we are in a time just before war i think that's like always kind of the most exciting and it's sort of Mm -hmm. a standard like a like a place to enter into a story is the the tenseness the instability where any one thing could set off something so true Um, the powder keg of that was europe exactly 1913 yeah very good the tipping point hasn't arrived yet but the scales of peace and war are like dangerously precarious ah i almost said that entire thing without fucking up and i thought it was very eloquent and then i mispronounced that so i thought you were eloquent anyway adrian well you just mispronounced eloquent so 
I don't accept I did not. Your... I actually pronounced it fine. The lozenge got in the way of my tongue. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What do you think about that, Ben? I think that's a great idea. I think time just before war, like that's like so many good stories start like that. I'm thinking Star Wars. I'm right. thinking, well, that's the only one that comes to mind right now. M- uh, Game Macbeth. of Thrones, Macbeth. Like, I don't know, I feel Certainly. like every, like, sort of large-scale fantasy or space opera, like, they always kind of start with that way. Absolutely. Um, to further that point, also, because it's a time just before war, I was wondering what your thoughts would be on a League of Nations of sorts. Ooh, interesting. That's kind of a fun idea. One thing that I want is I don't want our world to be so, like, chock-a-block with nations that there is no... Because I think wilderness is very important in fantasy. Mm-hmm. The spaces in between... Um, cities and settlements and Mm -hmm. so but I do think that that's kind of a cool idea especially if it's like the real League of Nations in that they're not actually working together that's what my thought was that's why I didn't go with the United Nations right League of Nations way more interesting because they're meeting they're talking but there's no actual collaboration happening really Absolutely. Everyone's working towards their own agenda and they could give a shit about everyone else. Yeah. And I think that makes sense, too, if we're talking about like a calamity or something that happened that maybe the leaders of these new nations felt like they should come together to at least talk because of this disaster that's affected all of them. Mm-hmm. But that's also uh, I don't know if we know how recent this kind of apocalypse is. I don't yeah. know, what do you think? Like, just what's your immediate instinct for like how recent should this calamity have happened? So I was wondering about I think that. Probably over 50 years ago, but less than 100. That's exactly what I was thinking. would be my immediate instinct. Yeah, I was thinking the same. I'll write that down. Yeah, because that's enough time that people are used to it and that there's been time for like new sort of powers to get established. But it's Mm -hmm. not so long ago that people don't remember how things were before. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm thinking with like these newer magical sort of creatures in the world as well, that mm-hmm. could create a really interesting dynamic for a League of Nations. Right. And that there will be magical creatures as part of that. Speaking more broadly, do we want to have like kind of monocultures? Like that's a very classic fantasy thing that we could either sort of stick with in some cases or veer away from basically like where there's like a nation of elves and there's a nation of dwarves and there's a nation, maybe there's usually more than one nation of humans. Built into D&D, there's more than one type of elves and dwarves too. So those could have multiple as well. But what are your thoughts on this? I have in, I have a, an opinion on this, but I want to hear yours first. I kind of like the idea of there having been monocultures, but maybe gradually starting to move away from that at the time of like oh, the that's main adventures here. That's interesting. So I'm thinking of like... <laughs> Thinking of Legend of Korra to cite another mm. uh, media example, wherein like the the different nations are starting to integrate into cities and they're starting to drift and get used to one another, get to know one another, and and kind of uh, assimilate into different city states, etc. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think that it could be out of necessity, right? That the yeah. tradi- some of these traditional homelands may have been rendered unlivable, and so certain peoples have been forced to to congregate in in the uh, safe areas. But I like that because there's still some distinctness in culture that goes along with, you know, their ancestry. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, which I like because I, I, what I don't want is the, the, the different fantasy species are so integrated with each other that they don't feel distinct anymore. Like that mm-hmm. there's, they're just sort of all different flavors of human. That's what I don't like. Yeah, but I think that, so I, I'm okay with that. I'm with sort of, there's starting to be some more like diverse societies popping yeah. up out of necessity i'm also thinking we go the divergent route where everyone's just split up by personality 
Really? Are you joking? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you scared me. Um, Good God, no. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I like that too because there's some tension there because there's people who are in support of this. There's people who, there's, you know, dwarves who are like, hey, we need like the humans uh, mm-hmm. if we're going to survive and, and thrive in this new world. And then there's some dwarves who are like, no, like we have to stick to the old ways. Like all we have is. And I, you know, I hate having humans in my space. Yeah, that just brings to mind another idea wherein like, because of nuclear fallout, having like, or interstellar fallout or whatever you want to call it, having places. Yeah, you keep saying nuclear and I, I want to make it clear. I don't think there was a nuclear war in this fantasy. World. I don't think so either. I'm, I don't know what to say instead. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, because we don't really know what the disaster was yet. Ce- but celestial it, Celestial disaster. fall, yeah, celestial, celestial fallout. Magic or magic fallout, whatever. Magical fallout. I'm, I'm being pedantic. Sure. Um, what what I was thinking was there could be places where due to the celestial fallout, those places are unsafe and perhaps there are like mutation, magical mutations from this going on in those areas. But Ooh, those creatures, yeah. some creatures have left already from that area, but others refuse to and are like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe there's a region where like all of the dead are are becoming undead, like whenever someone dies you know, like that's just an example, yeah. but like it's that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that's what really I'm thinking. Cool. And even like, like we're talking about how uh, certain creatures being mutated in some sense from this magic, just like having those particular races changing and like having people oh, trying cool. to move away, being like, ah, can't you see what's happening to our people? And them going no and like becoming more bestial or more magically potent or that's really cool i think that like what if we could go take that in some really interesting directions when we start to talk about the different species because we could pick one of these sort of classic like D or fantasy species like orcs even yeah and i'm not again this is just an example but we could be like what if orcs are just humans that are that have stayed in these areas yeah good plan but i mean we're getting a little bit off track where do we want to start when it comes to these the political powers i don't know or what what is next on your agenda um next thing that i have next thing i have was uh discussing a concept for an idea to lead the character or sorry an idea for a character to lead the league of nations oh interesting okay so there is like kind of a chair yeah supposed to be kind of the ban ki moon of star scar slash velt how do you spell that? Ban Ki Moon. Yeah. Uh, b- b- oh, that's a real life. Yeah, thing. that's a real life man. You just made a fool of me. I'm, s- I'm sorry. Oh no. I was like, what an interesting fantasy name you come <laughs> up with. <laughs> no, no, he's South Korean. He's the Secretary General of the United Nations. Oh no, I have to decide now whether I'm going to leave that in and look like a like an idiot. Okay, so a leader. You're saying a leader for or kind of yeah, a chairman or chairperson. Yes, for the lead. chair creature. Creature. Do well, you, tell me. Okay, here's what I was thinking. So, I feel like typically in like these fantasy governments and things like that, you're going to have an elf in charge. Everyone's right. like, oh, Elrond. Uh, other elf leader characters. <laughs> There's always like this powerful elf trope in fantasy where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, of course an elf would lead a League of Nations. Yeah. I don't want that. No, I don't, fuck elves. Fuck elves. I hate elves. Me for too. For a variety of reasons. Um, but... I want to creature. I want to highlight a creature that is not utilized enough in fantasy. I okay. think um, my first thought was halfling. Yes, but then I'm like better uh, a mermaid. Oh, interesting! A mer person. I just like the idea of a mer person because, like, they're always like in Harry Potter or anything. They're always just like, oh, mer people. 
Yeah, they're like weird fish folks who live in the sea. Yeah. What do they have to do with land governments? Nothing? Great. They'll stick over there. We don't speak their language. Yeah, or the other direction where in this like super girly fun time, you know? Right, exactly. I, not that there's anything wrong the with that. Bullies, but bullies from Peter Pan. Bullies yeah. from Peter Pan, exactly. So I'm like, why not put a mermaid in charge of the government? I like your instinct with this. My concern is that it maybe has a lot of ripple effects, no pun intended, for the rest <laughs> of the world. Because in order for a mer person to have so much influence over all of these different societies, that would maybe indicate that there's this this land is mostly not land that it's mostly water i just also yeah i'm it's hard like there there is something to like oh mer people don't really have that much effect on land because they can't go on land well let me hit you with this okay what if this was once a person once a human being who has been mutating into a mer person because of magical influence oh who knows like the situation who was well respected maybe right 50 plus years ago before this fallout yeah That's really cool. Yeah. I like the image of like this throne room or this council room that has all the leaders of the different nations. And then in the middle of it is this pool where this like super old and kind of like probably kind of creepy looking um, mer person is just sitting in there and they're, you know, they're probably raised above the rest of the people and they're all arguing. And this person is just like in this pool. I think that's that is a cool image for like a very important person. I like that. Okay. Okay. You sold me. Great. No, that's cool. Okay. So they're sort of the they're the chair. We should stop calling it the league. Maybe (laughs) let's come up with a name right now. Okay. Is it a summit? Is it a council? Is it a moot? (laughs) A moot? What is that? A moot? It's like a Scandinavian thing. It's like a big meeting. Oh, I've never heard that word. Really? I think it means thing. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But, uh, yeah, so it meant meeting. It comes from old English and it means me- a meeting. So oh. there's like a folk moot. Oh, yeah. A folk so, yeah, moot? A folk moot. Well, they have, and then it's, it's in Game of Thrones too. They have the king's moot. Oh, do they? It's a fun word, but maybe it's overused. Like we could, I don't know. I'm, I like council. Uh, council maybe is also maybe too overused. Oh, but. God. Council's so boring. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone's got a council nowadays. Okay. <laughs> I've got a council. <laughs> the moot. I like moot. I you really like, like moot? moot. Sure, let's yeah. stick with moot. It's the moot. Yeah. Should it be the moot of something or should it be the something moot? What are the different lands or peoples called? Like maybe because it would probably be called the the moot of whatever or the. Well, if there was a fallout of sorts, a celestial fallout, then mm. likely they'd be pretty small, right? Yeah, they're probably like city states with like surrounding settlements or something. We could just we could just call it like the people's moot. The people's moot. It, yeah. Or like or even just folk moot. I like the folk as well. Moot. The 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 moot of many The moot of many. How about that? Moot of many. There you go. I actually love that. It's uh it's got a fun word, moot. I don't know. I think it's got some gravitas to it. Yeah, I think so. The cool. M of M. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. We've okay, the mom. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the mom. Let's put a pin in that. Okay, let's just start because I feel like we both got a lot of ideas for maybe individual styles of governance for these different nations. Yes, and so, I've got lots on the table to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so why don't we so. each hit up one and then we maybe roll on the table. Well, I, I've been talking lots about my ideas. I'll let you go. Okay, okay. My one idea, I don't have very many. My, <laughs> my one idea that I'm kind of into is one of these nations is ruled by a council of hero wizards who defeated a dark force years ago when they were like a group of young friends. Okay. And 
And then afterward, in the sort of chaos that followed, they were like, we are in charge now. They have these great reputations as heroes in their land. And they still present themselves as forces of good. But it's like now that that what they did is sort of in the past. When when do they give up the reins of leadership? Mm-hmm. I picked a circle of wizards so that it was sort of like Harry Potter grown up. But that's it doesn't have to be wizards. But that's the kind of thing I was thinking. Like it's like these young heroes grown up and now they're leaders. I think the really juicy part of this is like the politics that happen within that council in between all these people who know each other so well and have been through so much together. But now that they're in the world of politics, they probably disagree on some things. For sure. And maybe they even plot against each other or they think that maybe I should be in charge or maybe none of us should be in charge. Maybe we should put the put the, you know, the reins of of leadership down or whatever. Yeah, I like that a lot. I just like the phrase hero wizard personally. Me too. Like, I feel like I feel like they probably use that. Like it's maybe people refer to them as the hero wizards. Yeah, I really like that. Good idea, Adrian. Thank you. I feel like that's a human society or mostly human society. Yeah, that sounds like a human society to me. And I think that it makes sense with our apocalypse because maybe the dark thing that they defeated was like right after the calamity, mm-hmm. there was this dark thing that like just basically kind of decimated this big human kingdom and they were what defeated it initially. So that would put them, if they were young, you know, that would now, now, now they're quite old. Mm-hmm. But they're wizards, so that makes total sense. Of course, wizards be old. <laughs> As, we all, As know. we all know. That's really the fix of this, is that we took all the young wizards from Harry Potter and we made them old. And who doesn't love revisiting their favorite childhood characters as decrepit elderly human beings? Right. I mean, the box office <laughs> says the new Star Wars trilogy has done very well That's so very far. That's very true. Uh, Cursed Child? Anyone? Yeah, not a, not as warm a reception. I it had a very warm reception with me. I remember, I remember your reception. Actually, you did, you... I just screamed. I screamed the whole time, Adrian, because it was so funny. Yeah, I, we did. That's what I was going to say. We got a lot of joy out of we it, did. I think. I got a lot of joy out of it, personally. I was thinking about the trolley lady the other day for some reason. I constantly, it's literally whenever I think of the cursed child, that's all I can think of. I just about. think of her spike hands, and I want to know how they do it on stage. <laughs> I know. I... <laughs> I so badly want to know. We have to incorporate this trolley lady somewhere into this world. That was what I was going to bring up next is a kingdom run solely by the trolley <laughs> lady from Harry Potter. And it's like there are people you walk into the palace and it's like eh, nobody's here. And then you hear the squeaky wheels and then there's the trolley lady and she's like anything off the trolley wheels? <laughs> and then she attacks you with her knife hands. And isn't that what good government should be? Okay, so we've got a human nation. We've got a human nation ruled by heroism. Yes. Yeah. I was mostly thinking about the the League of Nations itself, I wasn't thinking so much about different individual nations. Uh, And the ideas that I got from other people, I did put on the table. So I am ready to go to that one. Yeah, let's roll. Let's roll on the table of many things. Because we are at the halfway mark, roughly. So you've got your physical dice. You go ahead, Chris. And those, I, I I will do it. I picked a a uh, cerulean blue die with gold numbers on. I it. like that you leaned in to do that dice ASMR. Uh, absolutely. Anyway, let's do it. We rolled a twenty. Yay! Natural twenty. Twenty. So you uh, put the our... you put the best idea at twenty, didn't you? Well, kind of. <laughs> what is it? This is uh from our friend Jasper. Thank you, Jasper, for this idea. Thank it you, says Jasper. feudalism, but for real this time. Interesting. I'll repeat that. Feudalism, but for real this time. So Jasper, I I'm discussed sure he this idea with him. <laughs> no he one, certainly no did. Uh, Jasper was talking about how feudalism is like generally in fantasy has not actually gone into as much as it should be. Right. Like it's a very bare bones structure of what feudalism actually was. And he wants to see some sort of society within this world 
wherein feudalism like is treated goes all yeah. out like it's true to how feudalism exactly so was. complete with like vassals and reeves mm-hmm. and like the mm-hmm. rent system of how yes. serfs slash peasants or whatever lived yeah. i'm trying to remember from the books about feudalism that i read when i was a child and didn't go back to I, yeah i didn't do any research for it for this podcast love it um, no i feel like that's but... sort of our our game plan we've already talked a lot about history and probably most of it was inaccurate uh yeah i'm kind of <laughs> kind of into this i mean we talked last episode about how like oh like european fantasy and like feudalism doesn't have to be the assumption but i feel like if we're if we actually tackle it then that's more interesting too especially if it's not treated as the only way to run a government or necessarily the best way because feudalism was like awful it was bad it was very bad i think the sources say we can safely say that that feudalism is bad there will be naysayers out there <laughs> but uh feudalists mm-hmm. please write into the show and tell us why you love feudalism. <laughs> tell us why feudalism should make a comeback in 2020 another way that i think we can make feudalism interesting is maybe it's not a human nation okay I'm intrigued. What species are you thinking? I was going to say elves, but then there's the whole thing like feudalism is built on like the working class and it never really seems like elves have a working class. Well, let's get them a working class. Why can't they work? Because I guess, I mean, I guess, I, but, hmm. is that weird because they're immortal though? And like, like, why would you agree to be a, and how would you remain a serf for your entire immortal life? Like that's something, isn't it? I don't know. It's certainly something, but I feel like if anyone can do it, it's elves. Like, sure. like we said, fuck elves. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like it was inevitable that maybe the elves were not going to come off as a very flattering, the portrayal of them in our world. Certainly. So let's just embrace it. Let's just say that feudalism i mean it fits because it's a very old style of like that's a classic kind of old style of governance yeah and we can always discuss more like on how that works within elf society later on too we can put a pin in it no i like that feudalism for elves yeah good thing we don't have to come up with names for all these yeah um do you want to roll your dice now yes let's roll i'm so excited okay I got a five. Oh, this comes from Scott, my roommate Scott. Thank you, Scott. This is warring theocracies. Ooh, interesting. Okay, so we said that this is a pre-war world, but maybe warring theocracies is is opposing. They could be opposing, opposing theocracies yeah. um, that run directly counter to each other. That also makes sense to me, too, as like a society that may have formed, like the religion probably existed before, but it probably became more important in some societies after this disaster Mm -hmm. because it was what people needed, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like religion's always something that people fall back on in times of struggle and strife. And so it would make sense that there are some pretty powerful theocracies existing in this world. Okay. So we need more than one. What kind of societies do we think? I think maybe a couple of old religions and then maybe one brand new one would be cool. Like a couple of ones that have existed for a while and are very entrenched and but growing more powerful and maybe one like kind of brand new religion that's formed after the calamity okay so two old religions one new what are you thinking for a religion um dwarves they could be a theocracy okay what's a that's a very dwarven what is dwarven religion like i mean we don't have to name the god or anything like but maybe some of its sort of it's just rocks tenants <laughs> it's just rocks it's just rocks it's a golem i mean i feel like it's very ordered right they probably have a st- very strict hierarchy mm-hmm. and it's probably a god that's based around work and the community 
Mm-hmm. Those are often, we can change this later too. Sure. So that's a Dwarven religion. And then like another old religion could go back to elves again. Or I don't know, what's like traditional enemy of dwarves would be el- elves or goblins. Orcs or goblins or anything that lives, anything else that lives underground. Dark elves. How about dark elves? Ooh. Dark elves? Sure. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. In D&D, they're, they're often a theocracy. Although, yeah, we can tweak that, I think. Okay. To make it fit for our world. World. Dark elves worship what? So in traditional D&D, they worship a spider goddess named Lulf. Oh. Um, and it's a matriarchy kind of, but it's also sort of a theocracy, I guess. Okay. Um, but let's do something different. Let's do a different kind of bug. What's the opposite <laughs> of a spider? What's the opposite of a spider? That's a real question. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Well, what do we know about- Hobbit is the opposite of a, a spider. Hobbit is the opposite of a spider. I'm not going to elaborate. In the, same, in the same way that a bat is the opposite of a clown. That is true. Okay, well, let's sorry. Let's <laughs> backtrack from insects slash bugs because the spider is not an insect. Yeah. What are our assumptions about dark elves? They live underground. They're enemies of the dwarves. They live underground. What if they live? What if they were driven underground recently? By, yeah, by the celestial fallout. Ooh, okay. What if they just like what the, their concept of God is just like a a big bright shining light? Ooh, okay. That's an, so. Are, are we thinking they're they hide like from it recent? Their recent mutations of elves. Yeah, maybe that's a new one. Okay, sure. Yeah, that damned them to the darkness. Okay, so dark elves newly damned to the darkness. Mm-hmm. Would they worship the like light that that drove them down? Then they do they fear want it? It's, it's a worship of again? fear. Okay, perhaps. No? Okay, I like that. So okay. maybe they're maybe they are trying to appease. Oh, oh, I love the. Okay, so they're trying to appease the light so that they're allowed back to the surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they want. They think that if they are faithful and they follow, you know, the rules set out by this religion that they've come up with that they will be allowed back to the surface. Mm-hmm. Because the underground's got to be, of this, even of, of this new world, has got to be one of the most dangerous places. Oh, for sure. And all those ding-dang dwarves dawdling around, celebrating <laughs> work and community dwarves. with their merry mining songs. And there's totally going to be conflict because I'm sure the dwarves are digging deeper now that they've, because that's their instinct in times of strife, is probably to retreat downwards. Yeah. Definitely. They view the shadows as a refuge, whereas the elves view it more as a curse. Love it. Great. And one more theocracy, like an older one? Yeah. Maybe a different human society, though, it could be. Sure. Human. Or mostly human. Human society. And what are they worshipping? I like the idea of, like, a religion more than a god, right? Yeah. Like, in fantasy, it's so often that religion just means there's a god and we worship it. Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe this is more of a human or human-like religion where there's not necessarily a god or a god. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's more of a, yeah, it's like an actual religion. Yeah. I'm into but that. What is, it ba- what is it based on? It's based off of, well, if it's a warring theocracy, it would have to do with the dark or the light or underground. Maybe it's based off of plants is coming to mind. Plants, like it's sort of um, agricultural or, or are you thinking more like wild nature? Ooh, I'm super into agricultural gods and like religion okay. based things. Yeah, I'm super into cornfield deities and scarecrows and <laughs> I know, I think that's cool too. What is bringing them in conflict with these other theocracies? They're I don't know. Times are got to be rough for them too now like they're probably their their agricultural much of their land has been disrupted. Mm-hmm. Is it maybe they blame I mean, okay, well, Ooh, the yeah, yeah, elves yeah. haven't been around yet, but what if they blame the dwarves or they blame some other, all the other gods, any other false gods or religions for this calamity? That does sound very human. Cornfields. Just the concept corn of corn. They worship the, Love they it. worship the idea of corn. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love cornfields. Oh God, right? Well, this is now there's now there's evil magic cornfields. Oh God. Can you imagine an entire wilderness just of cornfields? I, Giant cornfields. I live there. <laughs> <laughs> the Saskatchewan boy has really left you. <laughs> <laughs> cornfields. More like canola. That's fields. true. Me surrounded by giant canola, worshiping it. Okay, we're killing it. We've got Hero Wizard Human Society. Mm-hmm. We've got Feudalist Elf Society. Yeah. We've got three theocracies. Yeah. Dwarves who worship a god of order. Dark elves who are driven underground and worship the light in for mercy, mm-hmm. and agricultural religious humans who blame everybody else for the calamity. Yeah, that's five. That's five po- political systems. How many are we trying and to get got, to? I don't know. Let's just keep going. Okay, should I roll again? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, ten. What do we got? A new colony with people on either side of an old regime. This one comes from Scott as well. Um, Scott wrote double Scott. Double Scott. Scott gave me like a full. It, essay written on <laughs> concepts that he was working on. Um, so his idea, yeah, a new colony with people on either side of it, the old regime. He's talking about uh, colonialism, wherein one place has colonized another. An, a new regime has taken has taken effect, and perhaps there are people who who were there before the colony started, where that opposed this colony, whereas mm. there are maybe younger generations that are in favor of this colony. Okay, it's all within ever the colony, known. you're yeah. saying. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. How about halflings got colonized? Oh, I thought you were going to just say halflings did the colonizing. And I'm like, oh. I would say that, but I just love halflings. Oh, that's fair. Much. Okay. So, weakened nation of halflings colonized by... Should we go traditional or non-traditional for the colonizers? Were you going to say humans? No. I was going to say dragonborn. Ooh, halflings colonized... I don't know how I feel about Dragonborn. I don't know how I feel about them either. And the instant they maybe... left, the word left my mouth, I regretted it. You regretted yeah. it. Okay, well, f- forget it. Okay. How about, how about vampires? <laughs> Ooh! Oh my god. Vampires. An entire, like, a tired society An entire of society of vampires. Colonized a bunch of half Absolutely. And, oh, okay. I'm kind of into this because I feel like now it's this, like, it was like Hobbiton or something. It was like this sleepy halfling community that was idyllic. Mm-hmm. And then, and now the vampires have moved and in. And now it's Transylvania, they, baby. Yeah. It's like, creep. it's like the same community, but it's all creepy now. And there's <laughs> cobwebs everywhere. And... You know, and the halflings are kind of like the servants of the vampires. Mm-hmm. But maybe, so what? Oh, ah, this is really cool. Why would the young halflings be sort of into this? Oh, you know, those kids in their goth phase. <laughs> you, then there's something to that, right? Because there's a yeah. temptation of the vampire, right? Yeah, certainly. And that could be like a way that the vampires are attempting to like win over the hobbits when they're like, we'll give you eternal life if you serve us. And like, oh, it's, it's just like they're, they're just like thralls, right? Yeah, or, like, exactly. Fam- yeah, familiars or whatever yeah. from. The Ren, the Renfields. Yeah. And there's maybe like an underground society of hobbits that are like attempting to take back their kingdom. But like these vampires are like so strong and they've got lots of people working for them willingly because they want this. They want what the vampires have. No. And that's such a cool adventure location, right? Is going into this. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to do about the vampires? Love it. Yeah. And especially when you have hobbits opposing you as well. It's like, are you doing it for their good or like. Who, who's on the right side here? Totally. Yeah, because maybe some halflings are like, okay, like, 
sure, we're like kind of under the vampires, but we're alive. Yeah. And in this new dangerous magical world, something else could have come in and literally just wiped all of us out. Yeah, definitely. They can view the vampires as sort of like this benevolent entity almost that is protecting them from other. Yeah, other evil things that are out there. Other, yeah, exactly. They think they got the best of the deal when still they're being oppressed. That's really cool. I'm. That's why maybe it might be my favorite one now. Wow. Okay, should we should we think about how how some of these? Well, I guess that's the question: is are there other vampires somewhere else? I would think so. Like, I don't think that they would have all moved to this Hobbit town. Okay, that's fair. Why did they move to the Hobbit town? Just because they. Could. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Maybe it's like there's. It was. Uh, it was like one um, like coven or family of vampires who were driven out of out of their homeland. Ooh, I like that. Is that what you call it? A coven of vampires? I... A nest of vampires. Uh, a group of vampires has variously been called a clutch, brood, coven, pack, or clan. Oh, I like clan or brood. Not a clutch? No, a clutch is weird. All right, then. Vampires don't hatch from eggs. <laughs> or do they? <laughs> maybe in this world they do, Adrian. <laughs> Sick. Okay, maybe we should take... I think that's a good amount of nations. You don't want to roll the dice one more time? How much time do we have left? Eight minutes and 40 seconds. I kind of do think we should use the time to talk about how the relationships in between some of these. But you want... Or do you want to, or do you want to roll again? You want to, I know you want to roll the dice one more time. Okay, fine. Let's... We'll do it in like two two minutes. Oh. 16. Okay. Two minutes. Go. Matriarchal society. Mitchell and Jasper really fan of a matriarchal society. Um, that could look like many things. Can I draw upon another one from the table here? Oh, you want to smash one up? You want to combine? I want to, I want to combine one. I have matriarchal society just brings me to this one here, uh, number one on the list. If you can see, um, Tristan mm-hmm. gave me this idea. Thank you, Tristan. A wicked queen possessing her daughters to live forever. I saw that, and it's so cool. And it was similar to an idea I had, not to brag, um, <laughs> but I had the idea for a lich who like is super old and possessed as a new person every hundred years. But this is much better actually because I the idea of pre- possessing her daughters. Yeah is so cool so it's a wicked queen wicked queen possessing her daughters mm-hmm. to live forever and, and she runs this matriarchal society is it bad that our matriarchal society is evil she doesn't have to be a wicked queen she can be a good queen a good queen possessing her daughters so not a wicked queen but a queen a queen she possesses her daughters it's like maybe that's kind of a religion too maybe that's a theocracy in a way where they're like oh yeah this is like the spirit of like our matriarch right. who it's an honor to be possessed by and yeah, like, her daughters probably grow up being super on board with Yeah, her. and like maybe the daughters are groomed to be like, yeah, you're going to be possessed by your mom one day. And that's just yeah, how it is. Yeah, and she's probably a really good ruler. Oh, for sure. But, of course, some people are like, this is wrong. Yeah. Matriarchy, queen, possession. Dunzo. Dunzo. All right. Now, how do these interact? All right. Yeah, so if we're looking, if we flip back, I, I like that we started with our, our mood of many because it sort of provides a framework because that's where a lot of these conflicts are going to come out is like literally in that mm-hmm. room. So yeah, who who's in this room? The mer person who's like kind of the chair yeah. of it all. We have to figure out who that person is probably in yeah. a different episode. We have a representative from the probably one of the hero sure. wizards from the wizards yeah. council. We have whoever the presumably it's a king or queen is the head of this feudalist elf yeah. society. We have our dwarven religious yeah. leader. Would we, we have, have our dark our, elves? They would no, be too afraid. because they're not yeah, on the they'd surface. Be too afraid to come up. Um, but we probably have our human agricultural Definitely. religious leader. Ooh, vampire. we got a. Is there a vampire on here, or are they separate from from the? I don't know. What do you think? Um, maybe traditionally they're not, but one like moot 
the leader of the vampires showed up and is like, hey, like I want in. <laughs> I love I think that's cool, right? And everyone's like, what the heck? Like a vampire, like you're not. And he's like, I've got land, like I have yeah. a nation, I have all these halflings that I rule. You can't like deny me like a yeah. seat. And that could lead to so many tensions. That could be one of the precursors to the war, is just the instability that this causes when a vampire shows up and demands access to the council. Because you know that they're gonna try to manipulate For sure. everyone yeah. else. Yeah. I'm also thinking for Wicked Queen, although she doesn't come, perhaps she sends one of, one her, of daughters. her daughters. I knew that's yeah. what you're going to say. That's I'm, so cool. Cause she's, yeah. I'm also wondering if it's sort of like, like she's, there's one daughter that she possesses the whole time. Like she takes control of her body, but she can also like send right. her consciousness out in another daughter. So while her one daughter mm. is fine, she like possesses another daughter to go and maybe. Like, enthrall her, or no. Or maybe she trains her daughters to, to act as her representative because the idea is like the more in sync with her they are mentally and, and maybe even physically too, the better the possession That's will true. be. That's true, yeah. So it's part of her grooming for this is that she's like a yeah, diplomat. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, let's, how much time three do we have? Three minutes left. Maybe let's try to come up with like two or three specific relationships that are causing tension. Okay. But we've got this web of people and let's try to draw the lines between Sure. Them. So we've got, sorry, vampire, elf, human, the mermaid, the wizard, the dwarf, and the daughter. Mm -hmm. My initial thought is that the human kingdoms are probably allied for now. Like the, the wizard and the human kingdom? Yeah, the wizard and the and they are culturalist sure. humans. I think the vampires is kind of a lone wolf. Yeah. Definitely. Dwarves don't seem like they'd get along with anyone here. No. No. I'm wondering about the wizard and the the queen, two highly magical societies. I feel like they hate each other. That's fair. I like that too. Because also one is a new society and one is a very old one. That's true. So the queen probably sees them as like upstarts and a threat to That's her true. As, as like magic users, powerful magic yeah. users, especially because they kind of got their fame and like heroism as like young people. They probably are prone to seeing this daughter possession thing as like evil yeah for sure i'm feeling like the elves don't really get along with anyone either no i feel like you got this high highfalutin elf kind of looking down on the rest of the council yeah and then this decrepit old mer, mer person who can't yeah, really... how do they kind of play into it i think they're really attempting to we only have 20 seconds left oh, they're shit. just really attempting to keep things together but their body's failing as they get older they know that this is crumbling and that like no one on this council gets along essentially the mm -hmm. alliances are tenuous at best and so and it's half all of them are probably eventually. trying to unseat this person too. That too. And the duck has spoken. <laughs> I, we we really did it again. We did. I think I don't know how many episodes is going to be until it's not a huge surprise that we managed to actually get something done. <laughs> I mean, we're very focused and driven individuals, and so and we didn't get off task once about anything. We didn't. I did have a brief interlude where I talked about the belt, but that was before. That was before yeah. That we, was before. That was before we yeah. started. I don't. I yeah. We should acknowledge that so much of it is thanks to all of our amazing ideas from the mm -hmm. table of many things because that's just stuff work that we don't have to do where Absolutely. we're like hey can someone else do this work for us and yeah. they're like here you go and we're like great okay well yeah we laid out some of the politics of star scar asterisk working, working title. title we came up with some nations and how they interact some new ones that have just sprung up out of this new world and some old ones that have existed for centuries mm -hmm. and probably Pretty soon, we'll start diving into these nations and developing them further. And, and probably they'll each get their own episode Absolutely. or multiple episodes because it's a lot of work to build out a whole nation and make it feel real. Oh, I was going to say, do you think that we'll be adding more nations as well? Probably. I don't think this is an exhaustive list. 
No. Um, I like that. I really like that we started with the framework of the moot, which was all you, because mm-hmm. now we have the these are the nations that are part of like a pan a pan star scar communication at least or negotiation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there you go. They probably have some cool name, right? Like there's six of them. They're probably the six something, right? Are they just the six nations? The, s- the stellar six. <laughs> we got to move away from stars. I don't know. We'll talk about that we'll next time. We're out of ideas. Later. We're yeah. out of uh, time. We've uh, exhausted all of our creative juices. And we have to replenish. With an oh, with a lozenge. <laughs> with a, a lozenge and a, a long neck. A lozenge. Is a lozenge? Yeah. Sucking on a lozenge, lozenge would make you more spitty. And it would I, make you more creative. Right. So by the metaphor, then, we're putting a lozenge in our creativity and sucking on it so that there's more creative juices flowing. Man, so well put. Yeah, this is a beautiful imagery. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the second episode of This Realm is Your Realm. There's another episode coming out this week, hopefully. We're calling it a side quest episode. What that means is it's a bit shorter, and it's just the table of many things with suggestions from actual listeners. So as I said last week, some of these episodes that we're rolling out were recorded quite a while ago, but these side quest episodes are brand new, and they have suggestions from actual listeners who sent in ideas after the podcast was released. So if you sent in a suggestion in the past week, you can expect it in that side quest episode and it will become part of our world. If you want to send in a suggestion, we would really appreciate it. We need your ideas to help us build this world. So you can check the pinned tweet at This Realm Pod. It has all of the episodes we're collecting ideas for. We also have a subreddit now. That's our This Realm is Your Realm on Reddit. And the episode topics that we're collecting for are posted there as well. If you prefer to use Reddit, you can also email us. If you're old-fashioned, you can email us at thisrealmpod at gmail.com. Please do all of those things to get your ideas on the table of many things. We would love to have some more suggestions from actual listeners. If you like the show so far, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. You can also tweet about the show with the hashtag thisrealmpod or just tell a friend about it. We would really love that too. And uh, that's about it. We'll see you later this week for our follow-up episode. And we'll see you the Wednesday after that for another regular episode. I will see you on the flip. Goodbye.